Um, well, this is Jameer Mallory. Maggie Frymoyer. And Brianna Jones. And this is podcast number 10. That's a tough one. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. So, if not, oops. <laughs> Today, we are going to be discussing things related to race on Earth Science College just campus. Um, I'm going to start the discussion with talking about the passing of Dr. William, also known as Bob Kriegler, and the significance of that passing. Um, Dr. Kriegler was the first African-American student to graduate from Earth Sinus College in 1956. Um, and the bridge program was named after him. Um, by what would you call her, Miss Paulette Patton? So, what do you think about that and the significance of his passing? I mean, I guess just speaking as someone who never met him mm-hmm. nor I really didn't know of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that kind of just speaks to like the very specific reach that he had on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say I actually am someone who knows events that happen in her sinus. Um, I'm involved in several things that probably should have informed me of this program, um, the bridge program. But I like while it's a great program, of course, I think it could have more of a platform in her sinus. Um, like throughout the year, not just like the very specific times that the bridge program takes place. But I mean, from what I hear, it was a great program. He was a great guy. Yeah, I don't know much about him. Mm-hmm. I just know that he's like the first um, African American male to graduate, mm-hmm. and I think the first female was like seventy three. Yeah, seventy three. But what a long time, right? <laughs> I think, like, just him getting, like, this is, like, a PWI. Yes. Like, I couldn't imagine how it was. When did he graduate again? 56. 56. I, wow. Right. Jeez. Right. <laughs> okay. I can only imagine what it was like being, like, the only black person in, like, 1956 at a science college. Yeah. In Collegeville, PA. Like, yeah. You know, like, we think it's bad now. I'm pretty sure that things he went, <laughs> that he experienced in, like, 1952 to 1956, mm-hmm. or 53 to 56. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's like a lot of like willpower and courage. Yeah. To get through those four years. I want to make the distinction clear that he was the first African American man to graduate. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So there was another African American student named Ben Settles that came in with him. So he would have graduated as well, but he didn't make it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have lots of information on him as of right now. I, we don't know what happened to him, but we know that Dr. Kriegler was a baseball player and a football player so he was involved in a lot of athletics and like Mm -hmm. how do you think that could have aided in his academic success in terms of like graduation because I don't I don't I don't I don't get it I don't know how he did it yeah I don't know how he did it I mean doing two sports I'm sure he was an asset to the school right in that sense and I'm sure Doing those sports, um, the school gave him tools that they probably didn't give. Mm. The per- I don't know if the other person you were talking about took part in sports, but like, 
say he didn't and then Dr. Kriegler did like Mm -hmm. her sinus probably gave Dr. Kriegler the tools like that were necessary for him to achieve her sinus Mm -hmm. um and that was probably due to the fact that um her sinus was in a lot of ways capitalizing capitalizing off of what he had to offer as Mm -hmm. an athlete Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the pencils was on the first they called them frost that is so weird Mm -hmm. frosh um the first year student government Mm mm-hmm and so, like, he was active mm-hmm. in, like, political activities, but he wasn't an athlete. And that's interesting that, like, you know, a black male body, like you said, would be an asset to the school as an athlete, but not so much um, as, like, I guess you could say a political figure yeah. on campus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what that means, what that says about black bodies, especially black male bodies. And I remember, I don't have the email anymore of when her sinus announced his passing, mm-hmm. but didn't they say he was from the South somewhere? Like He's from Orville, Ohio. Okay. The Midwest. So I was, mm-hmm. I was just impressed, like, he came to her sinus from, like, I'm guessing that's, like, eight, nine hours away. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, wondering how he heard about her sinus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then maybe why her sinus was his choice institution versus, mm-hmm. like, Maybe at the schools he had in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to like what his mindset was like. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have people now, like especially like black community. You know, like, oh, like I want to transfer like the place is too white and this and a third. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like compared to like now and then, like back then, it probably been, like five black people, if that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. Whereas the hair is like maybe like 150, 200. Black people. Yeah, so it's, like it's only seven. It's only 7% of black people here. Turn it all the way down. It's like a good 100. It's like a good 55. Nah, I'm <laughs> Anyway, that's, that's besides the point. But, like, I'm saying my, like, my 150. It's like 150 no. like, black people. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's like. I'm going to pull the stats up for you. I like, got you. And even then, like, people now, like, oh, I want to transfer the place. Isn't, like, black enough. And, and though that is true, yeah. like, I feel like if he can graduate, you know, in 1956. Mm-hmm going that area like we can get through anything you know like i don't know i just wonder like what his mindset was like being yeah. like one of the only yeah i'm curious like why he would choose or sign yeah. versus like an hbcu like especially at that time point. yeah like you're traveling that far to go to college i mean why would you not travel further and go to like a place where you're comfortable if you think about it though like scholarship money i know he said he yeah. came here true. because he would be he was so he was well supported mm-hmm. so like if you're the college's first black one of the first black students mm-hmm. and like you said you're an Two athletic sports, asset yeah. we're gonna throw all the money yeah, at you yeah, yeah. <laughs> give you full scholarship roman board maybe even slot some money for like you don't know mm-hmm. all the perks that he could have gotten for coming here yeah that's one of the first black students to be like oh my god look what we can do like, <laughs> we have a black here, well, two that we know of, mm-hmm. um, that are, that are coming to our college. Was it school? Did he ever like come back? Who Bob Krieger? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He came back for a, a lot of different talks. He was supposed to come back next year, cause that, next year would have been like the fiftieth anniversary of the Krieger program. So he was supposed to come back to speak. Um, it was planned and everything. And was it here like? Uh, was he here in like the past five years or no? I don't Where's know about the went? past five years. Uh, California. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. And he used to even have an um, internship program. He was a psych major. Mm-hmm. He was director of an institution down there for children that are mentally disturbed mm-hmm. or psychologically 
different. I don't want to say that I'm psyching yourself. I don't use those words. Mm-hmm. Um, so he used to like give like psych majors like internship money to fly, fly them all the way out, awesome. have them there for like a few weeks in the summer, and then fly them back. So like he, you know, was giving back to the community. Yeah, um, I think like since like the program is named after him, like mm-hmm. I feel like he should have been like uh, public, not public figure. Yeah. Like a figure in the program, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Coming back, giving talks because like it's named after him, and like like I said, he graduated during a very tough time, and like that type of encouragement mm-hmm. to like those, those primary like critical like like many low income students, mm-hmm. and, like first gen students. So like just give one fourteen. One fourteen. I was close. You said one fifty. You said seventy five. Like I was, I was, I was close. But I like, just give him like that motivation and that encouragement. Mm-hmm. I think it would go a long way if he was like a public figure. Yeah. And Oh, you're saying like the school should have done more to bring him back, or like during the program make him more known. Like, I guess like, I, like this is named after the first black yeah. student. Because I didn't know that either I until like in conversation with some professor, and they were like, oh, you know, Dr. Kriegler was da 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 da. And Dr. Edwards was mm-hmm. actually an RA for the program a few times. So like she's been here for a while. Um, so she knew a lot about that too, but like like you said, nobody has said this is why this is named this mm-hmm. way. I thought it was just some fancy name, like, that's how, that's maybe some white benefactor. Yeah. Like everything is named after, so I, I didn't know who it was. Yeah. Or I think even just like an overall, like not even limited to that program, just like yeah. an overall campus wide education. Yeah. Like yeah. we know who like Bomberger is, we know Wismer Olin, everything like that. Like. Mm-hmm. I know why they're named after and like who they are. And Richter. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you don't know Creekler. Yeah. Yeah. And it's odd. Or like, if anything, there could be like, it would be interesting if her sinus did something after his death mm-hmm. to honor him, like on the Ursinus campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost it, like. I'm sorry. It's almost like he died. They should have emailed out and then like life went on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, right, like the obligatory exactly. somebody yeah. died email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your token, they right. died. We're sorry. Dead. <laughs> Contact <laughs> wellness if you need help. Really? <laughs> anyway, here, here are our new demographic numbers. Right? Yeah, exactly. We're now at 8%. <laughs> 8%. Yeah. Common ranks. Common ranks, right? What a what an odd time. And I know that, like, the school original idea for the bridge program like the the proposal that they wrote was super like I thought like ahead of the time I was like what mm-hmm. are we're talking like this like what I'm gonna see if I can pull it up real fast and like read who some are of some them. of the faculty that are involved in so program. I just have the proposal that was written by the vice vice president yeah um John R. Van Ness in 1987 and they were saying that, um, so they said, there are several compelling reasons to enroll greater numbers of minority students at Ursinus in the immediate future. So this was in a proposal, like a 10-page like proposal that they wrote written to the Council for Higher Education of the United Church of Christ for funds to like mm-hmm. sponsor the program. Mm-hmm. So they were saying that the first was, Ursinus was founded more than 125 years ago with a provision in the Constitution that no student who is willing to comply with the rules and regulations of a college shall be excluded from its privileges on account of race or religion. So that's the first one. 
The second one was demographic patterns show that within 25 years, one fourth of the population of the United States will be non-white. So they wanted to keep up mm-hmm. <laughs> with the growing population. And the third is that it was an important part of our mission as residential liberal arts college to foster experiences for all students which increase their exposure to a broad range of cultural experiences and insights. So thus we have created a new academic program um, to do these things, basically. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was interesting. It was interesting to see that the college was thinking this far ahead in like 87. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? That's not even that far ahead in 87. Yeah. If, if we were talking like 56, I'd be like, okay. But, you know, this is 1987. That wasn't that long ago. I'm curious to know what, like, the the black percentage would be of the student body back then. Like, mm-hmm. just to compare it to, like, I what it is now. Like, for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, from that year, like, mm-hmm. I'm curious what. Yeah, I am curious, like. What it was back then. Like, if we're only at, what, like, what is it, 8, 9%? 8. Even. Yeah. So it's, I'm just wondering, like... Even then, that's a little, like, a little shaky. Yeah. I mean, it like, is, because they, they consider all... Yeah. They parse out all over the name. So if you identify as multiracial, you mm-hmm. get black. You get a tick, tick for black and a tick for whatever other racial yeah. minority you are. And then it's like, who are you including in your studies? But right. But that's here and there. But, um, to answer your previous question, you said, like, what faculty, what faculty like, is involved. I, it varies, you mm-hmm. know, per mm-hmm. year. Um... This year it was Dr. Harris, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Everett. Edwards. Everett. Everett. Oh, yeah, okay. the French professor. Oh, oh, the little lady with the red hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And cool. I didn't know that. Christian Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the year before it was Dr. Lott mm-hmm. and Dr. Edwards mm-hmm. and Christian Rice. So I think I think the family year is different. Mm-hmm. But my my when I did curricular it was. Um, Reverend Rice and Reverend and Christian Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it varies every year, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was another thing about the program. So when Dr. Doctor Miss Paulette Patton came in, the program originally was like ran by the school and they got to decide who taught the classes. Mm-hmm. But Miss um, Patton was like, no, we're going <laughs> to figure out who's going to run it ourselves yeah. because we don't want just anybody coming in here teaching these marginalized yeah. students things. So like you said, the teachers talk amongst themselves every mm-hmm. year to figure out who's going to be teaching. Because when I was in, it was Dr. O and um, the late Charles, Reverend Charles Rice. Yeah. God, so. Mm-hmm. Another person that deserves his own like yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Rev, D- did you know? Wow. No, wow. so I wasn't here ever oh, when yeah. he was here. I was. I want to say like I was accepted into a sinus and I had an sinus email. So mm-hmm. when they sent out the email mm-hmm. on his passing, I got it. Mm-hmm. But like I, when I got that email, I wasn't aware of the mm-hmm. like impact he had at her sinus so then coming here like throughout my freshman year that's when I realized like wow like he was such a huge figure Mm -hmm. on her sinus campus Mm -hmm. like probably more influential to this campus than like Brock Blomberg is or very much (laughs) like like he's like like he did so much like for the community Hmm. 72.4 with this okay so do you want to talk about the installment of the new chaplain? Yeah, since we're talking about... 
chaplains, right? right? Mm -hmm. And she actually took over his position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's been on campus for about two months, full-time two months. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they said it took over a year for them to find her. Mm -hmm. So it was a pretty long process finding her. Um, I know it was a board of students that did the search for her in addition to a couple deans. Um, I think Dean Nolan was the head dean on that board. But um, so today was the officials um, commissioning of her as the chaplain at her sinus. Mm -hmm. Um, What was really cool about the ceremony was She's obviously part of the Christian community, but all the students that are, I don't know what it's called, I want to say they're like senior chaplains or head mm-hmm. head of religion, some sort of student leaders on mm-hmm. campus with religious oh. services, they all spoke about social justice and what the religious community or sinus has to play in that, and they read specific parts of each major religion's like I don't want to say Bible, but like... Like governing body. Yeah, governing uh, body that kind of followed the same exact message, yet like part of incredibly different texts. And I know a lot of the students were able, they read it in the native language. But I mean, granted, some of them were probably pretty hard, so they they transferred it into English. Mm -hmm. But um, it was just overall super cool, cool thing to experience. Um, Rev O'Ferry's family was there. Um, We had local reverence there as well um, yeah they just focused a lot on what as what at our sinus we can do in the future to um, embrace religious and spiritual life on campus but mm-hmm. how um, like non-religious individuals can get involved as well mm-hmm. um, and their main focus was um, social justice issues on campus and within the community mm. um, I think I'd like to feel about I mean, we wasn't here um, for like Reverend Rice, but how do you feel about the new Reverend compared to like Rev- not not in comparison, mm-hmm. but like comparison like Reverend Rice? Because I hear a lot of mixed yeah. feelings and emotions about the new Reverend, mm-hmm. and I think she's in a very tough position. She is. She has big shoes to fill. Yeah. I have to mm-hmm. watch myself with the curse. Yeah, but like I feel like. I feel like she can do the things that the college needs her to do mm-hmm. in terms of the extra chaplain activities that, you know, Rev used to fulfill. I'm not sure. And maybe she'll be able to step into that. But because of his history with the college, because of the relationship that he's fostered with the college, because of his seniority in the college, mm-hmm. because of his force, he was able to do some, like, miraculous things <laughs> with a lot of students. And like outside of like religion, outside of religion, yeah. people that were yeah. like straight up atheists, you know, yeah. like Rev, Rev was just for justice, mm-hmm. and if you were in search for justice as well, you were on board with him, and yeah. that was okay. And you know, he had a special relationship with alumni, mm-hmm. like Rev talk. I I don't even know how many classes he's been here for, but a lot, yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of classes. So that connection that we had with a lot of those graduates. Oh, maybe. I should have mentioned this. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Rice was there oh, today. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were the boys there? I don't no, think maybe. so. Oh. I mean, like, I don't recognize her, so I didn't okay. know who she was. They were just like, Mrs. Rice is here. Mm-hmm. And everyone looked a certain direction. That's I important know who it was. But, yeah, I believe a lot of his family was here. Good. Yeah. So, what do you think? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think it's fair for people, like, to hold, um, 
Mm-mm. Reverence like legacy over her head Mm-mm. because they're just two different people, and that's like the backlash you get. Yeah. Like she, like they have two different, they two different people with two different styles, mm-hmm. and like, so like her teaching style and like and just her style is like a reverend mm-hmm. is different than like Reverend Rice's style. Mm-hmm. And people be like, oh, she's changing this, this, and this. My rapper did it this, this, and this way. Yeah. And I thought people like, <clears throat> you can't compare the two. Like, at some point, you just had to let her be who she is. Yeah. You know, like, she didn't come here to, you know, like, take over, like, his legacy. Like, right. She came to fill a position. Yeah, like, right. rap is rap. Like, he would always be, like, Reverend Rice. Mm-hmm. But, like, people like, oh, she's not, like, you know... Our, as outreaching as he was and not as strong force as he was and I'm like na- naturally people want to compare the two because that's, that's just how life is when mm-hmm. someone steps down or is removed or they pass away mm-hmm. the new person is always compared to the previous person um, and I don't know I just think she's in a very tough spot um, like like right now she wants people to, she want people to call her ref she doesn't? she does because she's a reverend you know, that's, right right you know, oh okay you know and some people are against it because of Reverend Rice. Obviously. Really? That doesn't make sense. That's like saying having a professor, you're like calling you professor, I'm not calling you professor because you're not a professor. You're like, what? <laughs> you're that's that's my title, right? You're not the professor. And I was, I was telling this person, I was like, you can't like get mad if she wants to call her ref because that's her title. That's her title. <laughs> I was like, so, I was like, so like we can be against it, you know, as like class of 2020 or 2019. I was like, but once we leave, like the his, like the memories of Rev are gone. Gone. Because like you, like you're twenty twenty one, mm-hmm. right? You don't know who Rev is, mm-hmm. and no one else in your class know Rev is. So yeah. if she comes to you and say, "Hey, call me Rev," you're gonna do it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're not thinking about Reverend Rice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you can't do that. I think she's in a real tough spot, and honestly, I don't know how long she'll last. Ooh. Not not uh, like. Don't wish I don't want her to take the back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any bad on her, but like. There's a lot of weight to carry. It is. Mm-hmm. That's not fair to her either. For people to be like, you're not, you're not to rev. not give her a chance. Yes. Right, right. Because she's not rev. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. Like he's no longer with us. And uh, hopefully the school did the best that they could to find someone to fulfill that role. Not the capacity, but the role. Mm-hmm. That's it's just not fair. It's like saying don't call don't call her Doctor mm-hmm. Harris, but that's Doctor. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big sense. That's a big yeah. sense. And it's also like, like I didn't know like Rev Rice, but mm-hmm. like I'm just thinking like what would he have wanted? Like I'm sure he yeah. would have wanted mm-hmm. everyone to give her a chance and like yeah. welcome her with open arms. I'm sure he would have. Yeah. I'm sure he would have. You know what I'm afraid of though is that she won't be able to... fulfill the role, fulfill his legacy to people, the way that people want her to, just because mm-hmm. she's not a man. Like, that yeah. is a big, like... That's a big difference. And Rev was, we have to say about his body, his stature, Rev was a tall, he was broad, mm-hmm. he was dark-skinned. He had a presence that could manage your attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he made sure that was known. She's a woman, she's not as tall. I mean, she was a taller woman, but you know she's a woman nonetheless. She dresses quite feminine. She dresses as well. quite feminine. Yeah. You know, and like, sexism and misogyny mm-hmm. are real. 
And the way that she's going to be received is not going to be to the same caliber that people receive red. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just a basic fact. Yeah, I always tell people like, in my opinion, like he had more impact than like our very own president. Shh. Our, our school president. Yeah, not I our, mean, our, yes. You know, nation. Not wrong. But like, if he wanted something or you needed something, mm. and you went to him. He, he could to, do it. He, he could do it. Whereas those and like scary. I don't want to put in, like any like stereotypes or like. You know, gender rules on her, but really, she's a woman. She so, like the fight wouldn't be as easy for her. Mm-hmm. She know, doesn't like, have that seniority either. Yeah, yet. No. like she's new here. Like, <clears throat> like mm-hmm. he forfeit he forfeit justice. Like, yes, I I thought he was like a, a, a activist. You know, when I first met him, mm-hmm. because he just fought so hard for students. So mm-hmm. hard. Like, if I needed something or something wasn't right or I had a problem and I went to him, he was like, don't worry, like, I got your back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, awesome. that's what they all say. Right. And then he called me like, a week later, like, yeah, it's handled. Yeah. like, for real? Like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I told you I had your back. Yeah. And it's like, he just had that much impact on everyone's mm-hmm. life. Even know? me. I met Rev, like, a few times, and Rev just kept tabs on him. Yeah. Like, I work, yeah. I'm the um, AAAS department assistant, student assistant. Mm-hmm. So I go to a lot of dinners with the faculty and the alumni. They invite back from the speakers. And one of the alumni were like, oh, hey, Graham. Like, who, are, who are you? <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh, Rev told me about all the things oh. that you're doing. Congratulations on your grades and your fellowship. I'm like, aw. Thank you. <laughs> like, that is, it was, it's weird. Yeah. But like you said, also Rev knew what strings to freaking pull. <laughs> yeah. Rev knew this school like the back of his hand, okay? He knew who to call for what thing, what time mm-hmm. to call them, how yeah. to email that person, what thing to say to make that person a little shook. Like, he, like, <laughs> he knew exactly what to do. And that's just, mm-hmm. it's like, you, it's, it's, some, it's a skill. It's something right. you gain over time. Yeah. That's going to take a long, she's going to need 10 years at least <laughs> yeah. to figure out that. And that, and that's the sad thing, like he he didn't do it so much for certain people. Yes. And it was like like she can't do what he did for me. And that's not yeah. a fair comparison. Like, mm-hmm. I know like I came up for Krigler and I was, you know, young young and <laughs> young and dumb. <laughs> you know, but like oh. I was, you know. Growth is growth is real. Um and like my tuition wasn't like where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And like I told him, you know, he was like, Oh, right, don't worry. He's like, I'll, I'll take care of it. And then he took care of it, and I'm looking at the man like, why do you like, why do you do the thing that you do? Yeah. Like, you met me a day ago, yeah, like a day ago, literally a day yeah. ago, and then, like he just automatically had your back. He automatically had your back as like a person, as a student, as a mm-hmm. minority, and that can never be replaced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good luck to her. Yeah. So I guess just moving forward, it's like we have to think of her as like a completely separate entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what's good? Like you said, we're moving out. So she'll be able to yeah. have a fresh start, mm-hmm. make her name, leave her mark, do what she needs to do to establish herself here. I, so. I, think, she, I, think, I think she needs that. Yeah, she yeah. does. It's not fair. She does. Especially for whoever's talking about something, they're going to call her Rev. Boy, bye. Rev, <laughs> get out the door. That's crazy. Okay. And I want to say her husband's okay. a Rev as well. I could be wrong, but I think so. I, I know have, he's I a fashion met, designer. I have met him. Oh, met him yeah. Because the first time I met her, I was here a week early. I moved in early for student government things, mm-hmm. and I met her, and she had a, like a Michelle Obama purse, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, like dope purse, like that's mm-hmm. so cool. And she's like, oh, my husband designed it. He's a fashion designer. Oh, so she's very like, kind of goes to the beat of her own drum, and I, I like that. Yeah, good for her. And I know she has a lot of um, 
she wants to do a lot with like meditation and like yeah, mm-hmm. how like non-religious affiliated people can be involved in spiritual life on campus mm-hmm. and I think that's pretty cool mm-hmm. um, I mean like I can't compare it to what Reverend Price would have done because I wasn't here for that but mm-hmm. um, she's doing some pretty cool stuff so far that I know of mm-hmm. he he did it all he just <laughs> he, he worked himself way too hard yeah he worked himself way too hard yeah. He helped too many people. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Faculty, staff, and students. I don't think mm-hmm. about one person that helped. It's not. And if you think. people didn't even realize that he helped them until he, he passed away. And they were like, mm-hmm. holy shit. So. Yeah. This wasn't on our list. But, um. Do you guys know about Miss Heather Lobin Viravong? So she is, I don't want to get her title wrong. She was brought on board by the school to work under Brock on issues related to diversity and inclusion. Um, And there are a bunch of like fellowships and grants that students and faculty can receive if they conduct research or things related to diversity on campus. What do you think about that? I don't know. I don't but so know. she's like the diversity assistant to Brock, basically. I don't know where her exact title is. Uh huh. Is something know. like that? I don't know, but I remember she came in over the summer. I was here for summer fellows. It was that summer of twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. and she came in, and we had a bunch of um, what do you call those things? It's almost psychology. When you sit down with a group of people and you have a conversation, special assistant to the president is her title. I want to say she actually spoke today. She might. Is this Facebook familiar? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. She spoke today at um, Ravafori's commission. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think about, like, the incentivizing and the monetization of diversity-related research or initiatives on campus? From the, de- from the president's office. To me, it's just kind of unnerving that Brock can't speak to diversity by himself, that mm-hmm. he has to send. Like, they basically, the school was like, all right, we'll hire R-P- a black woman mm-hmm. to do everything relating to diversity that the president mm-hmm. should be speaking on. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a, a good thing? Do you think it's a bad? Like, good that he can't do it on his own. <laughs> good that she's I don't know you tell me I think it's bad that he can't do it on his own yeah because then I mean I don't know not I don't know any school president that connect with this with their student body but um this school is so small it's only like 1500 students mm-hmm. and like the only time I see him around campus is like doing like big events or whatever and he's um, awkward when you do see him yeah and then when I see him like yeah <laughs> she right on right on top of the numbers, but Listen, I don't like. They love the numbers. When I see him, you know, in his, his fancy suit, whatever, mm-hmm. it's hard to like <laughs> look at him because it's like disgust. Yeah. Because he doesn't do anything, you know. In my opinion, he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like so the fact that he has a higher um, assistant for like institute and like the diversity and stuff like that, it shows that he does. I, in my opinion, he doesn't really care. Um. 
that there's no connection between him and the students. I agree. I, I, whenever I hear people talk about like Brock, I've never heard like not one positive thing. That someone that really likes him. I've never heard anything positive. The only thing that's likable about him is how much money he's brought in for the school. Mm-hmm. But like, he's an economist, right? Yeah, professor of economics. Mm-hmm. I'm a tour guide, and when I give tours, like you can tell when there's a tour going on, mm-hmm. and he'll walk up to the tour and be like, "Are these prospective students? Like, welcome to our sinus." And it's like, <laughs> you should look at my up? name tag to know my name. Like, there's that little students here. Like, you mm-hmm. should know my name by now if you've walked up on my tour how many times. Oh like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's different. Mm-hmm. Like that, and that's the only interaction I ever have with him is when he walks up mm-hmm. with prospective students because the prospective students are gonna be like, "Wow, I met the president. Mm-hmm. He's so down to earth." Like, that's no, he I doesn't heard. act like this normally. Oh. From what I heard, he's like on like a five year plan or something like that. This is get, like, Susquehannock like, thing. Right with it like every five years or something like that mm-hmm. so I guess that's why he pick and choose when he wanna mm. be a force and be a president like whenever like he'd be at football games and like it'd be like a group of like, a group of like black kids together mm-hmm. and he'll come over <laughs> hey how you guys doing you know and it's like high pitched voice and like we just look at him like go away like, like highlights go yeah away. like just go away oh, like go back down there and take pictures yeah I think it's um like you said unnerving concerning that we have to like incentivize these efforts and like putting the onus on the community to mm-hmm. do the work being like okay um y'all want to get things done i'm gonna give you some money you can figure it out yourself yeah, yeah exactly and then, you know bring me the answers once you've gotten them mm-hmm. and that's mm, i don't know how i don't know if i like that yeah because then like what happens once you have the answers what happens once you know people have done the work now what are you going to do? Yeah, what's their science going to do with it? What's the action plan? Like, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think last year when the whole, like, the whole, like, writing in the snow. Nigger in the snow? Nigger. <laughs> Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. It was coming. But when that happened, I think that was the perfect time for him to, like, come out. Yeah. And be a present. And he wasn't there. Especially to our town halls that we had. And then it was, like, that we know then. Did he do an open town hall? No, we did. I organized one. Okay. But like was it, like who was the highest upper sinus like official there? No one. There was a a larger student town hall. There there are always like student town halls. Mm-hmm. Um, but those aren't places where a lot of students feel comfortable voicing their opinions. A lot of yeah. students don't feel heard. So myself and Badia, who's a sophomore, no, organized yeah. yeah, now a sophomore organized student of color town homes mm-hmm. to talk about these things and like we streamlined the process so we would have the town halls with the students then we would take all the information the notes from the student town hall and take it back to the faculty and the faculty would meet with the higher ups so like those are things we have to do for ourselves yeah so mm-hmm. now i might be a little salty might be a little upset because it's like there's funding now for this kind of work to be done we've been doing the work all along yeah and, and they get the credit, and somebody else is getting a two two hundred fifty to two hundred mm-hmm. two fifty to two thousand five hundred dollars to do the work that we've been doing, mm-hmm. and like you know, for those people that have time to sit down and write a proposal, the work has to happen now. I don't have time to sit here and say, "Well, yeah, the niggers are sad. We need money to talk about these things." Mm-hmm. You don't have time to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just o'clock. thank you. It's hurtful to see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but you know when you get caught up in the work and you like, what? I got it. That was tough. It's like, oh, it's seven o'clock. Get my life together. (sighs) So, what about other 
It's just like I feel like that's the person he sends in situations that he's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Which is and it's like, like I'm sure her role is useful to the campus, her yeah, actual job. I'm sure it is. But mm-hmm. like, her speaking on his behalf anytime he's uncomfortable, which I'm sure is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not making him look good or like mm-hmm. the school. Mm-hmm. And it's stressing me out that she's a black woman. Mm-hmm. Like, geez, why we gotta do the work all the time? Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't have found like a, a middle age. I don't know somebody else to do the work. Maybe she was exceptionally qualified for the position, but like, Jesus Christ. Huh. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Wanna do the last thing? Cocaine and right. Oh. <laughs> do we? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important. Oh, go ahead. Um well, I don't know like the full story of it, but This, this is, is mostly rumors we're going off. Oh, like, so I mean like not... I mean like we don't have to touch it. We can just say drugs. Drugs Drug, drugs were found. Okay. Yeah, so I, I don't know, was it like anyway, <laughs> but a few weeks ago, you know, there were, like, drugs found and, like, there was cocaine found in, um, St. <laughs> Pie. St. Pie. Mm-hmm. St. Pie sweet. And then I was just thinking, like, from what I hear, like, a very close source, like, can we say they just, like, came in and, like, raided, they didn't raid their room, but, like, mm-hmm. they just bust in a suite and, mm-hmm. like, just give me, like, what you have. And then, like, like kids put on, like, cocaine and, like, weave in, like, their pockets. And there was, like, a slap on the wrist. You know, I can't throw any parties. The frat was suspended for what, like a couple weeks. Yeah, but they still rush like a whole new pledge. And they 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 could be like still rush like. Whoa. So it's like. They have pledges right now. Yeah, they really do. You know that. I don't know nothing about Greek life. (laughs) I have no clue (laughs) what this stuff is. I was just thinking like, wow, like. Wow. They got like a slap on their wrist for like cocaine. Mm -hmm. Mhm. I think at the time like, I got like in trouble for like throwing like a legal party in my room last year. As a sophomore. And I had to go like the whole like J board like like an unregistered party. Yeah. You go through J board for an unregistered party. Um, yeah, we went through the whole the whole the whole the whole the whole nine. That corporate came in safety. They wrote me up. The me and my roommate. Wait, god damn. Wrote me and my roommate up. Therese McKnight. Mm-hmm. We went with Reese. We were the entire res life. Mm-hmm. Um, Debbie Nolan, mm-hmm. Terrence, everybody. Mm-hmm. And then like it was like oh like don't do this. I had to write, I had to write a letter to my entire hall. Yep. <laughs> um, I was on like I call it like probation or whatever. Um, like, I couldn't like throw any parties again. I would get I would get kicked out or suspended. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get in trouble live? again. I live in New. Um, so it's always loud on the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it was like a safe space for that night. It was, yeah. like, it was like Halloween. Mm-hmm. Not with Halloween. It was like homecoming. It was homecoming. Mm-hmm. It was like a safe space where like my nerves come in and like chill and relax. Mm-hmm. And it just got like real rowdy. That like, wasn't it wasn't planned, but like, it got it got real rowdy. And uh, I wasn't gonna kick everybody out. Like it's a safe yeah. space. So we my roommate went through the whole trouble. Of, we couldn't throw any party mm-hmm. the rest of the year. We couldn't like get in trouble at all, mm-hmm. or we'd be like suspended. And I'm just thinking like I had like a tight leash on like the past year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and where it's like. These kids get busted with like cocaine, like never happens. Like mm-hmm. that's just so crazy. Yeah, and like the fact that the school didn't even look into the purpose of the unregistered yeah. party, 
if there were places that students could students of color could feel safe to have party with each other on campus, mm-hmm. this wouldn't even be an issue. Let's start there. And that's it was concern. a sweet and rhymer. Right. Was a like, sweet and rhymer, a house on Main Street, yeah. like anything where you could have a registered party, this wouldn't be an issue. Um but also like, you know, my girlfriend, she her room was busted and <laughs> It was the funniest thing. They said it smelled like marijuana. It was popcorn. <laughs> and then they took her through the whole thing, too. But they asked their questions of how did you know the black men that were in your room? The black men were students here. You. Mm-hmm. The black men were students here. And then she asked, I don't think it was Reese. She asked Reese, would you ask a white student that? Like, why would you just have two random black people in your room? Would you ask the white student that? And Reese couldn't answer the question, so the thing had to be, you know, undone. It, it's ridiculous. I have, like, five other stories I could tell about students that have had similar experiences. So to hear, and the research that we did last year with Dr. Harris and hearing a lot of students' experiences about student of color, and my research, student of color experiences mm-hmm. with campus safety, has, like, students of color have, like, disproportionately what searched question by campus safety based off of student reports um and it's ridiculous and this isn't the first time it's not it's crazy it's i remember not the first time when we when we had met with reese she was like oh like why did y'all like throw this party in your room and i was like well we didn't throw it but like we just like made like a little safe space you know a couple people come hang out and chill and, and it's like, never it been a party into, party and two like i guess a party because it's like 20 to 30, 40 people in, oh, like, in the area between my room and like our neighbor's room. And I was like, um, me and people didn't feel safe, you know, going to Rymer. And like, she didn't have a response. And it's just like, oh, okay. Like, with her little, like, fake smile. <laughs> she looked creepy to me. But, <laughs> like, like, you like that option, that, that answer, like, was for a safe space. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel safe at Rymer or mm-hmm. Main Street, mm-hmm. like, it was like mute. Yeah. And they said, okay, uh, I'll let you guys leave. And mm-hmm. they got a whole email over, like, consequences and actions. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you just tell me that in person? Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, ever since then, like, I don't talk to Reese. And she be trying to talk to me, like, hey, like, I don't, I'm, no. I'm okay. I don't want to talk to you. And it's, like, in Rhymer, like, you can have, like, a part. Like, it's basically a party, and you can be unregistered, and, like, you wouldn't get in trouble. Like, yeah. as long as you have, like, under 30 people in your suite, yeah. like, there can be music going, and, like, it's still not a party just because it's, like, always like, loud there and it's like it's mm-hmm. it's Rhymer and you know campus safety doesn't visit Rhymer mm-hmm. and like, they are like, they like on the outside yeah like, they don't even like come through and they walk around like yeah and it's like th- your room in Rhymer is almost like separated by like the common room where like mm-hmm. newer north or something like that like your door is right there like mm-hmm. with open access to the RAs and campus safety mm-hmm like, I feel like there's almost more instances of, like, people getting in trouble, like, not in Rhymer, say, on, like, Main Street yeah. or New and North, and where it's, like, Rhymer is, like, like, you know that is, like, where the problems happen. Yeah, it's the heart of it. And, like, in, in Cloak, the African-American African Studies mm-hmm. House, we were sitting in the living room. We always sit in the living room. We congregate at the end of every day. Sometimes we sit there, there's none of us in the house, and we listen to music, because that's what we can do, because yeah. we live there. And we've had, and we only have one light in the living room because it's an old ass house, and the only light that we have is a lamp. So the lamp's on, the RAs come in, they're like, Is this a party? Nobody's dancing, 
the music isn't even blasting. There's one light, two sets of light. You have to turn the lights on. Um, there's too many people in here. I said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You live there. That live here. <laughs> we can't turn any lights on unless you unless you have some for us. And this isn't a party. Oh well, it just looks like a party to me. Oh well, it doesn't. It's not. So mm-hmm. you, so you can leave. And that's like those things like that are really annoying after a while. And then you're like, oh why why is the black girl yelling again? Because I'm angry. And mm-hmm. you're going to stop. We tried to make Cloak a party house, but. There are certain expenses that party houses have to incur at the end of the semester that make sense for larger houses. So oh, if you have... Yeah, like, I remember hearing... I'm on student yeah. government. I remember hearing a little bit about this last year. Yeah, so if you have like 10, I don't know, 20 plus people in the house, it's easy to split up a, a broken dryer. Yeah. If you have nine people in the house, those expenses are going to be pretty damn big for mm-hmm. nine people to, to split up amongst themselves. And we're not doing it. We would have to get the locks on the doors changed to something automatic, something mm-hmm. magnetic. We have to be surveillance by campus safety more, which wasn't going to be an option. Um, we had to change the structure of the living room. So we'll knock down one of the bookshelves that we have in there. So, and add more lighting, which they won't add more lighting until we just make it a party house. But, yeah. you know, that's another conversation. So, like, we've made, we've done things to figure it out, but... How many people live in Clove? Nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I, I think that the, the most important thing that I missed in my story was, like, it was how, it was homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, so homecoming, right. Every, every, almost every woman knew that night, every suite for sure, was throwing, like, a party. And I live, I live in 116, and, like, two doors down from me is a suite. Mm-hmm. The music was loud as it is in Rhymer. And, like, I'm cleaning out my up on the floor, I remember, because it's, like, like on the floor. I'm up on the floor, I'm to myself, like, is he going to go down the hall and shut yeah. that party down, too? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but he didn't. Like, he watched from my door, and we remember me clean up and leave. So we left, and we asked him, he was like, well, there's a party going on above us, underneath us, and next door to us. Are you going to go over there as well? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he never did. And I was just like, oh, okay, so it's a race thing. But. You know, I don't know, but it's all good though. So that concludes our discussion for this week.